Thank you. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
וגם כשיש עננים שמכסים את הכל ולא רואים שום דבר, רק עומדים במקום זה קצת לא נעים איך הכל מסתלק, נעלם ונסתר ואז באים חברים לחזק להרים מביאים משפטים של אנשים חכמים אני עדיין בחושך מחכה
Take a drive down the highway of life. Give me five, my friend. Here we are. We're together again. And remembering when we met. All the games, all the jokes that we laughed at the pain that we shared. And we knew that no matter what came, our bond would remain the same. I can travel down any road, cause I know that I'm not alone. I've got my friends and their loyalty. I've got my friends who always see the best in me. I've got my friends every step of the way. My friends May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one. To my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, 
a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y. <laughs> to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. To my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, tax-free one million dollars. Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Tov. Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam, I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's telephone, the Picasso from the back of the store, my Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag, and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Yes, it's the month of Adar. Welcome to a Tuesday, everybody. It is a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast on this February the 12th. Day 7 in the month of Adar 1, the year 5779. Tufshin Ayan Tess. It's Lincoln's birthday here in the U.S., which means certain employees have the day off. If you have it off, enjoy. If not, enjoy your day as well. Thanks for spending it with us here at JM in the AM. You heard the um, musical selections, Mordechai Shapiro with Friends, Bahari Kosi done by Rogers Park, Yoni Z had Rakia Chaj, Yaakov Shweki with Tfilat Ashla and Netzach Yisrael, Netzach Yisrael, Lonav Seek, that was Ari Goldwagon from Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. 31 degrees, 43% humidity. Winds are east at 14 miles per hour. A wintry mix today that could bring one to three inches of, uh, I guess, snow and accumulation in this area with a high of 35. Uh, don't know of any immediate school closings, although I do know that uh, I did see a list this morning of school closings in New Jersey and other areas. Uh, rain tonight, a low of uh, 34, and then partly cloudy for Wednesday with a high of 41 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 54. We're at 31 here on a Tuesday as we say good morning 
at JM in the AM. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
I see you down. You're singing away. You just got no reason for dancing. A sudden tap. Your phone is ringing. And soon you're dancing and singing. Shackles gone. It's an open highway. In the blink of an eye, we're on our way. A little faith. A little trust in him. And soon we're singing and dancing. case, Mrs. Esther Feldman. Coming, Your Highness! <laughs> what can this court do for you, Mrs. Feldman? I'll tell you what this court can do for me. Could give me a divorce for my Jaime. <laughs> a divorce? How old are you, Mrs. Feldman? I should live and be well. Uh, 
But 10 days after next Hanukkah, I'll be 84. Ken Ahura, Mrs. Feldman. <laughs> Tell me, how long have you been married? 58 years. 58 years, and you want a divorce? Why? Why? Enough is enough. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. with our Adar selections, keeping everybody happy during these two months of Adar 1 and Adar 2. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app this morning. Trucker Yitz tells us there's no uh, snow yet on Long Island. Yeah, doesn't seem to be any snow here either. Eighth day with Geula. You heard Modim by David Perlman. Eitan Freilich, Slow It Down. Imesh Gachech, done by Ohad. Simcha Liner with... Uh, one of the medleys off of Project Relax Israel edition here on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Coming up, Elliot Weiselberg with our Yeshiva League sports update. We'll have that for you coming up here at JM in the AM. And, of course, plenty more between now and 9 o'clock, plus a full day on the NachumSegal Network. Again, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Big shout out to our friends at Kedem and Royal Wine Corporation and uh, kosher.com. KFWE, the kosher food and wine experience, was really an amazing event yesterday. Attracted thousands of people, no exaggeration, uh, for an, an amazing evening of delicious food and wine. So big yeshikach to our friends at Kedem. Galitzal in the background, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. Galitzal Mirushalayim, Shalom Rav, Asha Ashtayim, Kanoam Avirami, Mashakorea Shav. ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו תוקף את החלטת היועץ המשפטי לממשלה מנדלבליט שקובעת כי לפני בחירות אסור להצטלם עם חיילים. כתבתנו טל זרביב. רגע לפני שיצא לביקור בבסיס חיל הים בחיפה, ראש הממשלה ושר הביטחון נתניהו התייחס בזלזול להוראת היועץ המשפטי לממשלה מנדלבליט האוסרת עליו להצטלם עם חיילי צה"ל מחשש לתעמולת בחירות וכינה אותה הנחיה מוזרה. נתניהו הכריז כי הוא דווקא כן מתכוון להצטלם עם חיילים ואפרסם את התמונות לאחר הבחירות. הליכוד נגד הימין החדש, השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד ארדן, מגיב לדברי נפתלי בנט שאמר מוקדם יותר כי ראש הממשלה נתניהו מחבק כעת את הציונות הדתית, אך יזרוק את אנשיה בתום הבחירות. בריאיון לאמיר איבגי בגלי צה"ל, העריך ארדן, השר בנט במצוקה. ידידי נפתלי מדבר כנראה מתוך מצוקה והוא צריך להסביר בפני כנס ירושלים למה הוא נטש את הבית היהודי משיקולים פרסונליים והותיר את הבית היהודי במצב שהם עלולים לא לעבור את אחוז החסימה. כדי להסביר את זה, מפנים את האצבע המאשימה אל הליכוד ואל ראש הממשלה כשהמציאות היא הפוכה. אורך בחמישה ימים ההצהרה של האם שבנה טבע למוות באמבטיה באילת אמש. כתבנו בדרום רמי שני. בית משפט השלום באילת האריך בחמישה ימים את מעצרה של האם שבנה טבע אמש באגן רחצה בבית המגורים שלהם באילת. במהלך ימי המעצר היא תעבור בדיקה נפשית כדי לבחון את מצבה. מספר הימים מצביע על חשד כבד של המשטרה כלפיה וכלפי האחריות שיש לה למות הילד. לפי המידע שיש בידי המשטרה, האם הייתה בבית בשעה שהילד טבע 
הקרבה, אולם עדיין אין ודאות לגבי מעשיה כשהוא שהה במים. כתב אישום הוגש נגד קטין בגין הצתה למרות שהוא מאובחן עם מוגבלות שכלית התפתחותית. עורך הדין שלומי לוי מהסנגוריה הציבורית אמר לאמיר איבגי, הכי קל למשטרה לרמוס את זכויותיהם של חלשים. הוא לא נחקר על ידי חוקר מיוחד, לא נקחו הורים לכל אורך החקירה, תיעוד החקירה לא נעשה בתיעוד חזותי כמתחייב בחוק, הוגש כתב אישום ללא שימוע, בתיק הזה פשוט רמסו את זכויותיו פעם אחר פעם. כתבתנו מוריה אסרף שהביאה את הסיפור מוסיפה כי חקירתו של הקטין עם המוגבלות נערכה בניגוד לחוק ללא חוקר מיוחד. רמת גן היא העיר בה איכות החיים מוגדרת כטובה ביותר, כך לפי נתונים שמפרסמת הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה. עם הדירוג המלא כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי. תושבי רמת גן נהנים מתוחלת החיים הארוכה ביותר מבין הערים הגדולות. והיא הראשונה בדירוג המקיף 30 מדדי איכות חיים, בהם תעסוקה, ביטחון אישי, בריאות, חינוך והשכלה, רווחה אישית וחברתית ודיור ותשתיות. אחריה רחובות שם התושבים שבעי רצון מאזור המגורים ומהדירה, ובהמשך ראשון לציון, תל אביב, פתח תקווה ובני ברק. בתחתית הרשימה ירושלים, אשקלון ובת ים. תחזית מזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות שתהיינה רגילות לעונה. ולסיום, שאלה באיזה גיל כדאי לשלוח את הילד לגן. במועצה האזורית מטה יהודה חושבים בגדול. מכתב שנחת השבוע בביתו של יוסף אשד ממוצא עילית מזמין את הוריו לרשום אותו לגן. הבעיה היא שיוסף הוא בן 102 ואינו רוצה ללכת לגן. הזמנה לגן. כן. מה אתה חושב על זה? אני חושב שזה מעניין. שאני סך הכל בן כך וכך, זה לא כל כך מתאים לגן. נכדו יואב מספר כי מאז שהגיע המכתב הם לא מפסיקים לצחוק. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי מוסיף כי אשד הוא אחרון לוחמי פלוגות הלילה של אורד וינגייט שעוד נותר בחיים. ואלה הישנות, כלומר החדשות. Come and go, go Get 
very nice flight, isn't it? Very nice. By the way, I can't help but admire that fabulous diamond ring you are wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's 40 carats. <laughs> it's the famous Plotnik and diamond. The Plotnik diamond? Forgive my ignorance, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, uh, between the Star of India and the Hope Diamond is the Plotnik Diamond. I never knew. You know, I would give anything to own a diamond like that. Oh, believe me, you wouldn't want it. Along with this diamond comes a case. The Plotnik case. The Plotnik curse. Isn't that romantic? Not so romantic. If you know what kind of a curse goes along with it, it's terrible. What is the curse that goes along with it? Mr. Plotnik. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning. <laughs> Excuse me. J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning with uh, one of our Adar comedy segments. <laughs> want to thank those of you who are commenting on the app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Yehuda Green had the Chizuk Negan. Before that, uh, Osam done by uh, Yerachmiel Begun in Miami Boys Choir off of the Forever album. JM and the AM, this is a um, this is a big sports day for us because Elliot Steinmetz of the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees, the coach, is going to be joining us later on this morning. It's a very, very big week, and we'll explain why. Plus, today's Tuesday, which means our Yeshiva League sports update is ready with um, Elliot Weiselberg ready to roll with a phenomenal comprehensive report this morning here at JM and the AM. So time for our Yeshiva League sports update. Elliot Weiselberg presents it right here on a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum. Championship season is right around the corner, and as every contest draws to a conclusion, we are one step further towards figuring out who will win this year's ultimate prize. Today, on the Tuesday morning jam in the AM Sports Update, Rambam's upset of Heschel sends shockwaves through the varsity basketball postseason on the same night that Rambam and Kushner produce fireworks in varsity hockey, and I get an opportunity to redeem myself in JV basketball. All that and more straight ahead. Good morning, I'm Elliot Weisselberg. We'll start off with varsity hockey, where we are now officially halfway to the Final Four. The second play-in game was played in Rambam last Tuesday night between the East number 4 Ravens and the West number 5 Kushner Cobras. Kushner held a 1-0 lead until the beginning of the third when Rambam planted two to take the lead. But in true playoff fashion, this one would not end without fireworks. With only a few minutes left to play, Kushner Jr. Drew Rabinowitz hit Pater to tie the game at two, and we would go to overtime. It would take nearly half the period, but the visitors would do it again when senior Sidney Firetag would slide one into the Rambam net to take home the victory and quarterfinal berth. Next up for them, a date with the West Top Seed, the Frisch Cougars, next Tuesday, with the winner advancing to the semifinals to take on the Hafter Hawks. The Hawks rode a 4-1 win over Ramaz to earn their ticket into the semifinal. On the other side of the bracket, SAR's championship defense came to a close two days after their play-in game win, falling to DRS 2-1. DRS will next take on the winner of tomorrow night's TABC Flatbush Contest. 
Meanwhile, DRSJV would also move on with a 2-1 victory, knocking off West number 3 seed Ramaz 2-1. The Wildcats now join Kushner and North Shore in the semifinals and await TABC JV's contest with Flatbush this Thursday to determine the last of the JV Hockey Final Four. Switching gears now to boys' varsity basketball, where one game changed the complexion of the entire playoffs. The Rambam Ravens went on the road and emerged victorious over the Heschel Heat 62-52. Senior David Lichter's 14 points paced four Ravens in double figures as their win, combined with Hafter's 57-54 loss to YDE, lifted Rambam over the Hawks into fourth in the East, and they will now host Hafter tomorrow night. On the other side of the coin, Heschel's loss dropped Heschel from contention for the West top seed out of a first-round bye completely. Frisch and TABC will now enjoy the break, with the Cougars taking the West number one seed, while Heschel, as the three seed, will need to battle MTA in the first round. One more interesting note from Varsity Basketball comes from the East. DRS and YDE will once again meet up this Thursday night. For those who have followed the postseason saga between the two over the last two years, these two teams squared off in the first round of the JV playoffs with YDE, the sixth seed, both times going into the greenhouse and upsetting the third-seeded DRS Wildcats. This Thursday night, the two will meet once again in the greenhouse and with, you guessed it, YDE as the sixth seed and DRS as the three. Over in girls' varsity basketball, West top seed SAR Sting and East second seed Ramaz emerged victorious from their quarterfinal contests and will square off with a berth in the finals on the line. Finally, in a showing that even the most informed of us make mistakes, I would like to apologize for accidentally misinforming our faithful listeners last week. In announcing the matchups for JV basketball, teams were inadvertently swished. Thankfully, neither of these contests have happened yet, so allow me to correct myself. In the East, 4th seed DRS will square off tonight with 5th seeded Share Torah, while the 3rd seed Magan David hosts 6th seed Flatbush next week. Out West, 4th seed Frisch easily dispatched of Heschel 64-45 last night, and will face either North Shore or Hafter depending on the outcome of the remaining first round contest between Ramaz and TABC. And that was your Tuesday morning Jame in the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weiselberg. Oh, Jesus, I'm so lonely. 
J.M. in the A.M. That's Avramel Avram Freed here on a Tuesday morning broadcast at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Ishtabach selection done by Ellie Marcus here at J.M. in the A.M. Um, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is Zayin Adar. The seventh of Adar, it is Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site. Moshe Rabbeinu is called the Raya Mehemna. He is the faithful shepherd that shepherded Klal Yisrael throughout all of their travails. Lekutim Aran says that Moshe Rabbeinu was Moser Nefesh. He self-sacrificed for Klal Yisrael. Dvarim Rabba tells us, Omar Moshe Lefanov, Moshe said to Hashem, Ribono Shalom, Hashem, Yomos Moshe Umeya Kayotsebo, may a hundred like Moshe and Moshe die. Velotinozek Tziporno Shalechon Mehem. However, let not even the fingernail be harmed of one member of Klau Yisrael. That is the Mesiras Nefesh that Moshe Rabbeinu had for the Klau. Lukutim Aran says that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Manig of Klau Yisrael. And he will be the Manig Le Asid Lavo in the future. He is the one who had true Rachmonos, 
who had great mercy for the Neshamas of Klal Yisroel. The Ikarachmanos, the main mercy that is necessary for a leader to have, is to take a person out of their sins. In Likuti Alachos, it says that Chodesh Adar is the month that Moshe Rabbeinu died. He was the one that revealed the glory of Klal Yisroel. Since Hashem is glorified through the Klal, Moshe Rabbeinu was Zoche. He merited to bring the Torah to Klal Yisroel. Moshe Rabbeinu was also able to be Machnia, a Molek, because without this, the world would not be able to exist. It says, Vaikavar Osa Begai, that Moshe Rabbeinu was buried in Eretz Moab, Elmol Beis Peor. In the Talmud Bavli, we learn, Omer Abchama Brabichanina, Mibne Manikbar Moshe Eitzel Beis Peor. Why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu was buried near this strategic location? The answer is, It was only so that Moshe Rabbeinu should bring atonement to Klal Yisrael for what happened in Peor. The Benishchai says that Moshe Rabbeinu asked Hashem many times not to let him die. In fact, he started davening on the first of Adar, and he finished on Zion Adar, the seventh of Adar. He davened a total of 515 tfilos, Bigimatria, the numerical equivalent of the word Vezchanon. Moshe Rabbeinu's only desire was to see Eretz Yisrael and to lead the people of Klal Yisrael into the Promised Land. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu will be the leader, the Raya Mehemna, the faithful shepherd for all times and will be our leader in the future. We are mispalal on this day that Moshe Rabbeinu is a Melitz Yosher, will intercede on our behalf of Klau Yisrael in Shomayim, that there should be year of bracha, hatzlocha, and peace. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. on a Tuesday morning. My thanks to Rabbi Goldwasser. Plenty more coming up on this Tuesday here at J.M. and the A.M. Many of you are aware of the fact that on the 24th of February, the Sinai Schools present their 2019 Annual Benefit Dinner. It is an inspiring, unforgettable experience unlike any other, and it happens at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck with a buffet dinner that begins at 4.45 and a program that starts at 6.30 p.m. This year, the Sinai Schools will be honoring Dr. Robert and Shari Alter, Dr. Bin and Panina Goldman, and Rabbi Michael and Ayelet Honig. Uh, Cross River will receive the 2019 Community Partnership Award accepted by the Board of Directors of Cross River and will be a special tribute to memory of their beloved Associate Director Rachel Shulman and a dedication of the Rachel Shulman Memorial Fund. Information about all of this, you can go to the web at sinaischools.org slash dinner, sinaischools.org slash dinner with us live via telephone this morning here at JM and the AM, the Dean of the Sinai Schools, or by Dr. Yisrael Rothwax, or by Rothwax, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning. Thanks for having me. A pleasure to speak with you. And one of the honorees is with us as well. Dr. Bin Goldman is joining us this morning. Dr. Goldman, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much. Rabbi Rothwax, I give you the opportunity to kick things off and remind this audience 
what the Sinai schools are all about before we talk about the big dinner coming up on February the 24th. So, you know, thankfully, Nachum, because of probably a myriad of factors, including the fact that you've been able to give us this wonderful forum over um, so many years, um, I, I think that the word of Sinai is really, um, really out there. And we are getting calls from, um, from all over the tri-state area and, frankly, from all over the country and even the world, people re- relocating to send their kids to, to our schools. Um, we have seven different schools, so elementary schools and high schools throughout the tri-state area um, that each are integrated in a mainstream yeshiva day school. And those schools include, uh, in terms of the elementary schools, yeshiva of North Jersey, uh, Joseph Christian Hebrew Academy, and this year we started at SAR Academy. Hopefully we'll have a chance to talk a little bit about that later. And, uh, and our high schools are at Kushner and at TABC and at Maya Note and at Hechal HaTorah uh, as well, all on Tinek. So um, we serve a, spe- a, a very wide spectrum of kids with different challenges. I think sometimes when people ask me, you know, what, what's misunderstood about Sinai, it's probably that point. Um, you know, if you've met a kid that went to Sinai, you've met one kid that went to Sinai, and it doesn't mean that, um, you know, that this, this spectrum isn't, isn't wider when it really, in fact, is. we have kids who have developmental disabilities, we have kids who, have, uh, who are on the spectrum, the autism spectrum, we have kids who have learning disabilities, anxiety disorders, the whole spectrum of, of challenges um, that we are blessed to be able to work with uh, every day. We have 165 students system-wide. Um, and have been growing at about a 10% rate every year over the last uh, eight or nine years. Um, demand continues to grow, and we are looking to be able to, to meet that need the best way we can. What was the figure you used uh, system-wide? 165 students. And without the cooperation of all the schools that you mentioned earlier in this conversation, it would be almost impossible to service them, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the partnerships that we have with our with our partner schools are really special. Um, with Kushner, it's you know from the beginning for the last 37 years, and with most of our schools, they've been very very long. In fact, you know, I, I, I noted before that we're pretty much reaching capacity at some of our schools, and uh, knew that we're planning for it. So we opened up this year at SAR Academy. We have uh, one class there, and are looking to to grow further. Uh, over the, the coming years, we have some. Even though our schools have been in New Jersey, so many of our kids are coming from all five boroughs of New York City and traveling to to Teaneck or to Livingston every day. Um, and when we realized that we needed to increase capacity, we said, you know what? Why don't we Why don't we open up a little bit closer home to to so many of the people that are looking for us? So, is that a um, difficult transition for the school? I mean, has the SAR Sinai partnership gotten off to a really smooth start. Amazing. I mean, I, I, I assume you know Rabbi Kraft. Sure. He's like you know probably the, the the warmest person I know, and and leads the school that um, that follows that that lead of um, really sincerely being warm and inclusive and wanting to do the right thing by every child. Um, and so, really, from from day one when we met to uh, to discuss this a few years ago. Um, to dream about it, um, I, I knew that this was uh, this is going to be a good show, and, and it sure has. Thank God. Speaking of Rothwax, uh, Dr. Goldman's going to join us in a minute. Um, 
you know what's unique about Sinai, and and I know I know that you appreciate the fact that you're able to enjoy this, is that all the success stories do not stay inside the Sinai organization. Somehow, although in so many cases, uh, you know, when it comes to um, uh, dealing with challenges and and helping uh, you know kids in different situations, you know, very often only those who are really you know part of the situation understand the success story. Somehow, the Sinai story has gotten out to the community, and even people who have really no direct relationship with the work that you're doing are aware of students whose lives have been changed by your organization. Do you get that feeling that that a lot of people, even those who are really not uh, in touch with you guys on a daily basis, appreciate the work that Sinai is doing? I, I, I get, I do. Um, and I do I get that feeling really from two different ways. Number one is, you know, we get calls all the time from parents saying, you know, I didn't think that Sinai was the right place for me, but I heard about the child or I saw that video or somebody told me, and I think that, I think that this is really the right place for my child. Let's talk. Um, or from schools that come and say, you know, we're on the other side of the country and we, we really need help starting services uh, for our kids who have special needs. You know, you've, your name is out there. Um, you know, you seem to have it down, downright. Um, everybody says to turn to you, so please help us get started. And I'm privileged to be, you know, have those discussions. Probably a month doesn't go by when I have one of those discussions with some community um, out there. And lastly, you know, our dinner. Um, our dinner last year, we had over a thousand people at our dinner, um, and the vast majority of them are people who are just machshiv the cause. People who realize that you know what, uh, I, I don't have a child with special needs. I don't have a child in Sinai, but um, I realize that this is something that's really important for our community. Um, I know that Sinai is doing an amazing job, and I want to be there for them. And we we don't take that for granted. We're, we're consider ourselves very blessed to be part of a community that comes out year after year um, in such strong numbers uh, to support uh, our kids who, frankly, without their support, um, wouldn't be able to get the, the services that they need. Yeah, I don't even think that there, I, I'm sure there are people in this audience who don't even understand how significant a number that is, that uh, over a thousand people will come and be part of a dinner when, uh, again, uh, they are uh, only, only in the quotation marks, recognizing the work that Sinai is doing in a, uh, you know, in a specific category in the community. The 2019 annual benefit dinner for the Sinai schools is coming up on February the 24th at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. We again are encouraging everybody to make reservations, to donate to the cause, to check it out online, sinaischools.org slash dinner, sinaischools.org slash dinner. You've chosen some distinguished honorees. Let's start with somebody who's with us live via telephone or by Rothwax. Tell us about Dr. Bin and Panina Goldman. <laughs> Bin and Panina, I know for a very long time. So uh, Panina is actually the daughter of Rabbi Yudin, um, who is uh, almost like a, a godfather of mine. When you know, she knows me from when I was literally born. <laughs> Families are very close to each other, um, and. Um, and so, you know, I know I've known Trina forever, and and been and been certainly since he's uh, joined the family. I don't know how many years that goes back. Been fifteen years. It's uh, about fifteen years. <laughs> All right, something like that. Okay. 
So, um, you know, there are, there are two really, really very, very special people. I think that in some ways, um, you know, you'll, you'll hear when you, when you speak with Ben that he's uh, he to be one of the funniest people I know. But in many ways, both of them are um, extremely quiet and understated and, um, and make waves in the community and are there for people um, in ways that, um, that so many don't know. Well, Dr. Ben Goldman, let me give you an opportunity. What can you tell us? From your perspective about the Sinai schools, oh, that's hard. Um, there is so much about the Sinai schools that uh, I have a cars to tow for. It's it's changed my life and the life of my family, and obviously the life of my son Yehuda, who has been a student there uh, for the last seven years. Uh, my son has special learning needs, and he was in a local yeshiva, and the way a lot of our yeshivas are set up, you know, they're only, it takes a certain amount of resources to be able to address the needs of a child who just, things need to be tailored, the lessons need to be tailored for them exactly, they need more uh supervision or support in the classroom and it just it wasn't something that the local yeshiva was able to do and uh, after uh, a kind of journey educationally we found this place um, you know Sinai which we kind of knew about but um, it took us a little while to get there and from the moment he got there my son Yehuda has blossomed um, you know, it, it, every school tries to meet the needs of their kids. Every school tries to really get the kids where they're at and be able to tailor what they do to this kid. Um, but in a place like Sinai, where you have a whole team of teachers, administrators, therapists, just sitting down and figuring out in every aspect whether it's the way they learn, the way they respond behaviorally to things, what this child, what makes them tick, what they need to be able to be their best, and then just applying that to the greatest extent that they can in every aspect of what they do with this kid, it's impossible not to see somebody shine. Um, how's, you know, made, how's Yehuda doing today? How's Yehuda doing today? Oh, he is... I never would have believed um, where he would come. He is um, an outgoing uh, kid who's proud of what he's accomplished. He's He loves to do photography and graphic arts on the computer, and um, you know they do everything they can in the school to kind of give him opportunities to use that in his learning so that... Um, he made a PowerPoint presentation on Shosmanios, and you know I have I have smicha, and and Shosmanios is not something I could tell you about off the top of my head. Um, so it's something that we're just incredibly proud of. Uh, is he graduated already, or is he still in school? Uh, no, thankfully we have uh, two and a half more years. He's uh, at TABC at the Sinai program at TABC, and he's a tenth grader. A lot of great work being done out there. Rabbi Rothwax, um, we, we could, we literally could 
uh, both with the honorees and with others, spend time speaking about hundreds of different situations uh, where people have shined, not just now during this current school year, but you know in the history of Sinai. And we've done that, by the way, not hundreds, but you and I have had an opportunity to meet some really interesting people over the years who've become amazing success stories. The, the only thing, the only thing preventing you from doing this on, a, on an even more regular basis for more, more people out there is funding. As Dr. Goldman is talking about therapists and staff members and great uh, rabbis and teachers, I'm saying to myself, we know what it's like to fund, you know, quote unquote, regular schools out there. Imagine when you have a specialized program like this. What is the official tuition cost for a Sinai student? The tuition, really, the way we approach it, it's really like a sliding scale, meaning that the the, the actual number is out of out of reach for you know the vast majority of people. But we've developed this expertise uh, in our office uh, to be able to provide support to families who are who are seeking to finance their uh, their kids' tuition. Um, through really creative ways. So, firstly, we, you know, we, we raise millions of dollars a year for scholarships for these 165 kids. And the dinner, um, and the dinner is a key to that. The dinner is a key to that. Absolutely, it's our no- number one fundraiser of the year. We certainly have uh, other smaller campaigns throughout the year, but this is um, this is definitely the cornerstone of that. Um, and 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 then, of course, we have um, you know the ability to kind of try to help. Families understand what what their rights are um, and what kind of funding there might be from from other places as well. Um, and I, I could tell you that, despite the fact that, um, as you could imagine, you know, tuition is is higher. Um, you know, almost I, I remember say almost never, never have we turned away a child um, because of finances. There are times that we feel like you know we meet a child and we just don't have the the proper services to provide. In which case, we'll you know, of course, be honest with the family and say that, you know, when we make a commitment to a family, to a child, um, we take that very seriously. And we don't we don't want Sinai to be just another place, you know, where the, the kid is, is checking off as, as a failure in their in their educational career. We, when we make that commitment, we want it to be that we know or, you know, we're not in the VM, but we, we, we feel very strongly um, based on our experience that we could do well by by this kid, but once we've passed that, and once we feel like we can do right by this child, um, we, we're really able to work that out with families. I often say that just like everything we offer our children uh, in the schools, educationally or therapeutically, is so individualized. Uh, the same is true about our approach to to parents. Um, you know, the to, to put yourself out there and to have to go through a scholarship process. And to um, to ask for money is not easy for anybody, and we recognize that, and we're we're really committed to making that process um, as dignified as possible, and to get back to people really quickly, and to support them through through that process. So I don't want to make it sound like it's super simple. On the other hand, I mean, we we really put a lot of resources in our office to be able to uh, handhold our parents through, through that process and make sure that it's not finances that's getting in the way of their kids getting the education that they need. We should mention, by the way, that in addition to Dr. Bin and Panina Goldman, Dr. Robert and Sherry Alter are being honored as well, right? Yes, absolutely. So the Alters are, um, are close friends of Sinai from, from Englewood, 
Um, they go in the category of people we were talking about before who are just, not just, who, who are really fine people and who recognize uh, the value of every child and who recognize the goal of Sinai in our community and uh, have lent their name to, uh, to our cause to be able to, um, to attract as many people to our dinner and to raise funds for our kids' uh, Scholarships. In addition, Rabbi Michael and Ayelet Honig are being uh, are being honored. I'm assuming Rabbi Honig is one of those uh, great educators that deal with Sinai students. Uh, yeah, so Rabbi Rabbi Honig, Rabbi um, and Ayelet uh, live in Fairlawn, and they actually have become uh, the leaders of the, the younger community uh, that has been reborn uh, in Fairlawn over the last few years. Uh-huh. And Rabbi Honig. Uh, also has been a Rebbe for the last many years at TABC, um, where he has uh, the opportunity to interact in a, really in an active way with our students and helps to facilitate the integration of, of our students with the TABC students and really make it uh, a, a seamless experience for everybody. So we encourage everyone to uh, give in honor of the honorees and to go to the website at sinaischools.org slash dinner and support the 2019 annual benefit dinner. Cross River is the 2019 Community Partnership Awardee, and there'll be a special tribute in memory of the beloved Associate Director of Sinai, Rachel Shulman, and the dedication of the Rachel Shulman Memorial Fund. And I'm sure many members of her family and friends will want to participate in that as well, Rabbi Rothwax. Absolutely. You know, um, it's been a little over a year since uh, Rachel passed, um, and she was a member of our faculty for, uh, for six or seven years um, before that. And she, she made a really um, significant impact on our students. Um, and I would say even more significantly, if you could imagine, more significantly than the impact on students is her impact on our teachers and our school because that, that, that impact of teaching our teachers how to teach um, and to, um, to be open to all types of, uh, of strategies and to push ourselves as educators is something that is, is a gift that keeps on giving um, and, and um, really able to reach that many more students in uh, and hopefully a, an improved way um, for so many more kids over so many more years. And um, we, 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 we miss her uh, deeply and we're, we're looking forward to to, uh, to the dinner to be able to uh, pay tribute, at least in some small way, to, to her memory and legacy. Dr. Ben Goldman, could you address this issue from a parent's perspective of the hand-holding process that goes on with Sinai and how they help guide you and your family through all of this? And uh, it, it must be heartwarming to have a group of people that care about your child almost, almost as much as you care about your child. Absolutely. Um, you know, when we go in for the uh, meetings with the team and we sit down and, you know, it, it's it's hard to know exactly what goes on at school. We see a certain side of Yehuda, the way he is at home, um, but they describe him in such detail, um, but not just what he does. It's like, we know that he needs this thing in this situation, and we know that he needs this thing in this situation, and whether it's uh, lunch buddies or uh, where they pair them up with kids uh, from TABC and they go out to lunch, and obviously you're going to love that. Um, 
but it's just, it's like I'm talking to someone who's known him for years and years. And these are people, even last year, they've known him for a few months, but they get him and it's incredible. Um, I also wanted to echo what Dr. What Rabbi Dr. Rothwax was saying. It's, it's funny that he said that the way that they deal with parents financially is individualized like the students. I was going to say it's the, the support they give to the parents. Right. You know, it's scary coming to this place where you, you know you're going to have to pay tens of thousands of dollars or it, that's the tuition. And the team they have in the business office walks you through it. And it it's, it's not simple, but they support you and they really take away that fear from the moment you walk in. And it makes it possible to get yourself into something like this um, and to do it confidently. Pretty amazing. Uh, I don't know how Rabbi Rothwax and his staff does it, everybody, but somehow they get over a thousand people at this dinner every year, which is remarkable. Try your hardest to be part of it. It's a very inspiring experience. It's really one of those dinners where you leave inspired by their presentations and videos and they'll have an opportunity to really change the lives of many students in our community, many of whom, many of whom end up being real leaders and tremendous uh, contributors uh, to our community down the road. We've met many of them over the years. Uh, go to the website, SinaiSchools.org. The 2019 Annual Benefit Dinner uh, takes place on February the 24th at the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck with a buffet dinner followed promptly by a program at 6.30 p.m., Information about all of this, sinaischools.org slash dinner. Rabbi Rothwax, do you want to give out a phone number or anything else, or should we just uh, guide people toward the uh, website for the information? The website's great. If uh, anybody would like to call, you can call our office at 201-833-1134. We'd be happy to help you uh, in that way also. Anything you'd like to add about all of this? Um, just that, you know, our, our dinner is really unique. As you've said a few times today, you know, we all have to go to dinners um, that we have to go to for our schools, for our schools, for um, other places that we um, express a deep amount of our cars so for the things that it does for us and our families personally. Um, and then each one of us, you know, has, has that cause or two or three um, that they really feel connected to. They go to that dinner every year, uh, despite the fact that they don't have to be there. And I'd say that's true about 90% of the people that come to Sinai, Sinai dinner is that they're there because they want to be there. And uh, if you haven't experienced it yet, uh, I ask you to kind of just stretch yourself, consider it. I promise you, uh, this is a, a personal promise. You can come and call me on it afterwards if you feel like the uh, <laughs> promise has not been fulfilled. I promise you that you will walk away um, feeling um, good about the experience, feeling uplifted, um, and, and the, the added bonus of, you know, helping our kids and our families as well. Oh, I'm, so, uh, I'm, I'm, coming and joining us. I'm guaranteeing it. I'm guaranteeing a, a big dose of inspiration, no doubt about it. Uh, Dr. Goldman, to you and your family, we say mazel tov. Please send our best regards to Yehuda. I will. Thank you so much for having us on. I just want to give one shout-out to RYNJ, where I'm privileged to work, and uh, which was the first host school that Yehuda was privileged to be in. Wow. And uh, I appreciate your uh, taking the time for us. Uh, a pleasure. Uh, my thanks to both of my Rothwax and Dr. Goldman. Everybody out there, Sinai has their dinner coming up on February the 24th. If you make a reservation, support the cause and go to the dinner, you will not regret it at all. You'll be glad you did it. Uh, it's a, an unforgettable experience and a very inspiring evening. February 24th, the Marriott Glen Point Hotel in Teaneck, New Jersey. Information about all of this, sinaischools.org 
slash dinner. Sinai Schools, it's, it's even easier than that. When you go to Sinai Schools' website, it's, you'll see right in the center of the page a link to the dinner. You can also dial 201-833-1134, 201-833-1134. And, of course, the uh, email address, info at sinaischools.org, info at sinaischools.org. My thanks to Dr. Goldman, Robert Rothwax. My thanks to you. Thanks for uh, for joining us and continued success with Sinai. It's amazing the work you and your staff are doing. Amen. Thanks for always being there for us. A pleasure. It's a Tuesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
Okay, Sally, let's go over the plans. You're going to the bank, and you'll tell them, stick them up. Should I take out the guns first? Should I take out the guns first? Dummy! Certainly you take out the guns first. No, not here in the street. When you get to the bank, you take out the guns, and you say, stick them up. Stick them up. Now, I got it. I got it. When you got all of them stuck up, you'll take out the shopping bag from Corvettes. You'll give it to the teller and tell him to fill it up, please. You'll take the bag of money 
You'll tell everybody that stock up that they shouldn't move for five minutes because you've got the place surrounded by me. <laughs> you'll back out of the door. I'll be waiting for you in the car. That's it. And believe me, you got the easy job and I got the dangerous job. You got the dangerous job? I'm going in there alone with two guns against six guards and all those people, and I'm going to tell them to stick them up and fill it up and back out of the bank while you're sitting in the car, and you got the dangerous job? Certainly I got the dangerous job. I can drive. One of our great Adar comedy segments on this Tuesday broadcast, JM in the AM. 31 degrees, wintry mix they expect in this area at some point with a high temperature of 35. Rain tonight, low 34, and tomorrow partly cloudy, a high of 41 degrees. Right now, 54 in Yushalayim, we're at 31 in New York City. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. He'll join us about 15 minutes from now. There's a lot to talk about. We'll explain all coming up at JM in the AM. Look around, it's gone, they dead, kiss me, 
Watch this. <laughs> Through the window, a rock with a note on it. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag under the old hollow tree in a vacant lot on the corner at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. Boy, some tough cookies. I better write them a note back immediately. Let me see. Pencil, paper. Dear kidnappers, your rack of this date received. I am writing to tell you I do not have $10,000. But please keep in touch. Your proposition interests me. J.M. in the A.M. Uh, one of our great comedy segments of the month of Adar. Before that, you heard uh, Eitan Freilich. Eighth Day was in there, and I remind you that Eighth Day's got a big event coming up. Soul to Soul, Chaz Day, Soul to Soul presents Eighth Day and Yishai Lapidot and the reunion of the smash hit band of Simchas in Soul to Soul 5779. It's happening on Sunday, February the 24th at the Master Theater on Brighton Beach Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Go to jewishtickets.com, go to jewishtickets.com, uh, or go to Judaica World on Kingston Avenue in Brooklyn. They have tickets over there. Again, it's a Soul to Soul 5779 with Eighth Day and Yishai Lapidot and the reunion of the smash hit band Eif Simchas. Information about all of this, go to jewishtickets.com or dial 718 604 one two three four again. That's seven one eight six zero four one two three four. You can also go to soultosoul.org. But again, best place to get your tickets and secure your seats is by going to jewishtickets.com, jewishtickets.com, and you'll be all taken care of. Twenty six minutes after eight o'clock, you are listening to JM in the AM. <laughs>
Levy Cohen with that great song. Tuesday morning, it's JM in the AM. One of the um, one of our great passions here at JM in the AM is watching the incredible success. I mean, we watched them even when they weren't successful, frankly, and everyone out there knows that. Uh, but now watching the incredible success of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. Um, not only do we point out their incredible success on the court. Uh, But I have pointed out, especially over the last few weeks, the incredible way that they, the players, and we credit the coaches and their head coach for this, 
the way the players represent us, the Jewish people, both on the court and off the court. And it is not easy. It's not an easy way or not an easy thing to do uh, to always stay uh, stay focused on that, on representing the Jewish people well. And it really is remarkable the way they do it, and that gives us an extra boost of pride in addition to the big 16-game winning streak that's going on. The coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, is our good friend Elliot Steinmetz. They have three home games this week, folks. Three amazing opportunities to see them live and in person, this incredible team, before the season comes to a close. Coach Steinmetz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Uh, so you start 1-5, you're now 17-5. and five. Yes, folks, it's a 16-game winning streak. What did you tell your team when you were 1-5? <laughs> We didn't. We didn't really change much. It was. It was really just mentality. We had, we have some really great leaders in the locker room. Uh, you know, guys who have been around like Donnie Katz and Simcha Halpert. Um, you know, uh, Tyler Hode. Guys who have just kind of been around the last couple of years, and you know, they know they know that uh, it's really just a question of getting our mentality straight. We also had a couple of injuries early, and once we kind of got healthy and started gelling a little bit, you know, things started to turn around. So nobody panicked. Nobody among the players or coaches panicked. No, nobody showed panic. <laughs> and now, 16 games later, you're 17-5 and five with an incredible record leading the Skyline Conference. You have three home games this week. And Coach Steinmetz, you are witness to the fact that there's nothing like an amazing max crowd when the team is playing well. And you have an opportunity tonight and Thursday night and Saturday night to really greet a lot of people and show them what YU basketball is all about. We do. It's exciting. It's it's a lot of fun when the, uh, the the students come out, families come out. You know, a lot of a lot of friends. You know, come out to the games. It gets packed. It gets loud. Uh, there's nothing like it in the regular season. It's it's even better in the playoffs, which uh, we're looking forward to. Now, uh, playoffs have the and again, you know, coaches generally try to avoid these topics before the regular season comes to an end. And I understand that. But in terms of what you can tell us, uh, there, there's a good chance that there'll be at least one playoff game, if not more, at Yeshiva University, right? There will be one. We, we've clinched a bye in the first round and a home semifinal game. So we'll be playing the semifinals at Yeshiva University. Uh, past that, it's still, uh, still up in the air and to be determined this week. And that would be a week from Thursday night? Correct. So that's a home playoff game. My gosh, the atmosphere is going to be amazing there. Uh, and it's the first time it's a home semifinal game at Yeshiva in, in its history, correct? I believe so, yeah. And uh, and then if the final, uh, whether it takes place at Yeshiva or not, if you guys make the final, that would be the following Sunday, the 24th, and that would be unbelievable if, in fact, uh, uh, the uh, Yeshiva University Max Learn Athletic Center would be hosting that event. Now, I, I don't know to what degree you have to be concerned about this because, you know, you have other things to worry about as this season uh, continues to flourish and eventually come to a close. Um, but, you know, I, I would think there will be um, a a groundswell of support that might bring the the Max Stern Athletic Center to its capacity and beyond. Are there people planning on how to deal with crowds who could come out potentially for those playoff games? Yeah, th- there are. Thankfully, thankfully for me, it's uh, above my pay grade. I, I left <laughs> it to the uh, our wonderful athletic director Joe Bednarch, who I know is uh, handling and, and working on those things uh, every day for the next few weeks. And that's it. And we hope that uh, whatever system they come up with actually works, right? Correct. I'm sure it will. And what a problem to have, huh? Yeah. <laughs> good, good problem. To say the least. Uh, and then, of course, depending on how well you do in the Skyline Conference, and I do remind everybody that you guys won the championship last year, which was remarkable. 
and incredible. Then uh, there is a, a national tournament, the NCAAs, and uh, you went there last year. Uh, played in the first round, and who knows? Who knows what may happen? And I'm sure you are not at all focused on that at the moment. No, we we play purchase tonight, and they're tough. Right, and that's it. That's all you're worried about. Is it hard sometimes to get your players to concentrate on only the next game? Not really. These, these guys are a mature group, and they've really been focused on you know one game at a time and just the game in front of them. And you know, I think that's kind of how you put together a streak like this is really just focusing on the game in front of you and not the next one. And what is it? What is the secret to the streak? Is it adjustments? Is it a specific area of the game that you guys are excelling at compared to others in the league, whether it's three-pointers, whether it's better defense? Is, is, there, is there any one reason why this streak has gone on the way it has? Uh, it, it's, I have really good players. I have really good players. I have really good assistant coaches, and they've all bought in on the defensive side. So you know, once once they did that, with the talent that's out there, we've become tough to beat. Yeah, that's it, at least. Coach Elliott Steinmetz with us, University of Maccabees, the men's basketball team now sixteen in a row. Again, I remind everybody they are home tonight, eight o'clock. They are home Thursday night, eight o'clock. They are home Saturday night at eight thirty. Take advantage of this remarkable stretch. Go up to Washington Heights and see what this team is all about. I'm assuming weather-wise, tonight's game is still scheduled, right? Yeah, as of now, it's still on. All right, so people can pay careful attention and see on social media, etc., if that remains the case, and uh, hopefully, in fact, it will. Um, it, it, you mentioned uh, the coaches that are working hard, the players that are working hard. Is the practice schedule, now that you're in February and all these intense games are upcoming, is the practice schedule much more intense? Are you spending a lot more hours uh, doing all of this with the team at the moment? It's actually less. It, the fact that we play every day, it makes it very, very tough to turn around after you know a game that ends at 10 and they get back on a bus and go to YU and they're back at 11, 11.30 to practice at, at 6.30 in the morning. So uh, we, we've modified a little bit. You know, We've tried to get some night practices in, some shoot-arounds during the day, uh, try and stay fresh down the stretch. Uh, you know, we've basically been playing games every other day. Boy, unbelievable. What a schedule. On this past Sunday, unlike most of the streak, most of the streak has seen you guys really pummel the opponents, uh, certainly points-wise when you look at the difference in points. But this past Sunday, that was not the case. It was a three-point victory. What happened this past Sunday? We played a really good team that shot the ball really, really well. Um, you know, we've, uh, yeah, you, you know, it's funny. I turned to the guys in the locker room and I said, it's not, it's not always going to be double-digit win. Right. It's not. You know, the, you know, as you play, you know, teams that are ready and, 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 and coming in with a lot of talent and starting to hit their stride at the end of the year, uh, you know, the, the school we played on, on uh, Sunday, the, uh, the Merchant Marine Academy, they, they've been playing really good ball second half of the season. They've beaten some really good teams in their place, and uh, they're, they're tough. They're, they're really tough out. And we, gotta, we have to tell the fans also, there are no automatics in the playoffs. If you recall, I think in the playoffs last year, you had some really, really tight games. We did. Uh, I believe every game was was close. Uh, we, I think we were down 17 in the first round early, and uh, in the uh, in the semifinals, I believe it was an overtime game. So you know, every team in our conference is well coached. Every team in our conference has good players. Um, you know, we've been fortunate that we've been playing consistently good ball. Uh, hopefully, it's, hopefully it stays that way. Can you compare last year's run, which was you know for many unexpected, only because it never happened before in YU history? ended up at the Skyline Conference Championship, uh, to this year where I guess, you know, expectations were a little bit different? 
I, I don't know that it's so much different other than the guys are just, you know, were a year younger last year. And, you know, the expectations, I think, are just something that everybody else didn't have. We, we've always had them. I think it's just kind of about time that everybody else caught up. <laughs> well, we've caught up, haven't we? Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing what's going on in the community and the way people are looking to your team. And finally, Coach Steinmetz, the most important thing. And I don't know how your players have uh, have done this so well, but boy, what a remarkable job they've done at it. And that is representing the Jewish people. A lot of, a lot of folks listening right now don't realize that when these uh, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds take the court, they are not just representing YU and they're not just being basketball players. They literally are being looked upon as representatives of the Jewish people. And they have taken that, you and I have discussed this on and off the air many times, they've taken that role so seriously. And the dream I've always had that the team represent us as a community, as a worldwide community, really well has finally really come true. I hope from your vantage point you're feeling that. I do. Uh, you know, and I, I heard you mention that it's a that it's a very hard thing to do at the beginning. You know, when you're when you're introducing, I don't think it's that hard. I think these guys really understand it, and it's a it's a very important responsibility. But it's not so difficult because they I think they understand the the value in it and the, and the meaning of it. So it becomes really, you know, yeah, it's an important responsibility, but it becomes an easy one to fulfill. And there are episodes, right? There are things that happen that really do challenge that. Would that be a good way of saying it? There, there, there are for sure. I mean, you, you know, there's there's physicality in basketball games that can get you know they can get you frustrated. You know, no matter where it's coming from, you deal with fans sometimes that are uh, you know ignorant and and hateful, and it's just you know it's about keeping your cool and it's about understanding a bigger goal. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Tonight, tomorrow, uh, tonight, Thursday, Saturday night. Not only does the team have an opportunity uh, to win some great games at home, they also have an opportunity again to continue this remarkable run of representing the Jewish people as well as they do. And again, I credit the assistant coaches and you as head coach for instilling this in them. I think the players are doing the Jewish people an amazing service, and it's wonderful to watch. 16 in a row. We'll see how long this streak goes. Tonight, 8 p.m. at the Max Stern Athletic Center. Please, Coach Steinmetz, wish the best of luck to all of your players and your entire staff. It's incredible what you're doing, and you know that we and thousands of others around the world are rooting for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. A pleasure. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, Yeshiva University's men's basketball team, the Maccabees, continue this incredible and amazing streak. They're at 16. How long and how far can this streak go? Now, for the casual fans out there, let me just go through the schedule and explain to you how this works. Tonight at 8 o'clock, up at the Max Stern Athletic Center, Yeshiva University, they're going to play Purchase. Then on Thursday night at 8 o'clock, up at the Max Stern Athletic Center, Yeshiva University will play Mount St. Mary. Uh, then Saturday night at 8.30 p.m., a great Saturday night activity, they'll be at the Max Stern Athletic Center and they'll play Farmingdale, and that will wrap up the regular season. Um, and not only, by the way, are they going for this to continue this streak, but if they do really well this week, they could actually, uh, they could actually have a 20-win regular season, which would be remarkable. Uh, after that, they will have a bye in the Skyline Conference first round. And on Thursday night of next week, meaning nine days from now, they'll be up at the Skyline Conference semifinal at Yeshiva University. And then if they uh, win that game, the Skyline Conference final, maybe at YU, maybe not, depending on what happens this week, will be on the 24th of February. And then, as you remember from last year, Yeshiva University, uh, if they, not if, at this point, I think it's, you know, when the season ends. Oh, no, I guess if, because depending on when they win the Skyline or not. Uh, when the season ends, hopefully if they're Skyline champions, they'll be invited to the uh, to the big tournament, the nationwide tournament, Final Four, 
March Madness, call it whatever you wish, and we'll see how far they go. So, but as as we suspected when speaking to Coach Steinmetz, he's worried about one thing, and that's tonight's game. So, <laughs> can't can't get much out of him aside from that. <laughs> that's no matter how hard I try, <laughs> he ain't looking past tonight's game. That's for sure. All right, more coming up. It's a Tuesday at JM in the AM. Shame, 
JM in the AM. That's the uh, Baruch Levine selection off of the Pedusha album here on a JM the AM Tuesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Great uh, having you with us. My thanks to uh, Elliot Stein at the Kosher University Maccabees. And a reminder that tonight they play at 8 p.m. as of now, unless the game is uh, changed due to weather. But as of now, they play at 8 p.m. tonight, 8 p.m. on Thursday night at home at the Max Stern Athletic Center, and then 8.30 this coming Saturday night at the Max Stern Athletic Center, an amazing opportunity to go and enjoy a team that is making us very proud on and off the court. That's the University men's basketball team. Um, the Maccabees, they've won 16 in a row. Pretty remarkable. I want to thank those commenting on our app this morning. Uh, much appreciated. I don't know when the, uh, the weather is going to... <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know when the weather's going to get rough, if, if if at all today. But I know many people are anticipating that in this area. Coming up, JM Rewind, <coughs> including, oh boy, excuse me. I don't know when the rough weather's showing up, but the rough, uh, <laughs> the rough voice is showing up now. Uh, including our conversation about the 50th anniversary celebration for Rabbi Mrs. Yudin. Uh, it's all coming up during JM Rewind next here at the Nachum Single Network. Avrami will host a live lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Also, a big, big thank you to everybody at the KFWE, uh, Kedem Royal Wine, kosher.com. KFWE, the kosher food and wine experience, was really re- remarkable last night and a tremendous amount of fun. Big yeshikoch to everybody who helped organize such a beautiful event, the kosher food and wine experience in New York. Achenu B'Yishol and Achim Achemer, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSigl.com, on the NachumSigl Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that'll wrap up a Tuesday for us here at JM in the AM. JM Rewind coming up. Full day, of course, on our schedule, including live lunch with Avrami out of Israel. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, NachumSigl reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.